Wisdom throughout all the ages. Well, we talk about that today in the words to live by. Welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie. We're really glad that you joined us and uh, we're talking a little bit about how to be wise and the wisdom throughout all the ages and and a guy named Solomon who was uh, given uh, all the wisdom he could muster and uh, what did he do with it and so we talk about that a little later on here as we dive in deeper but before we do um, got a thing called the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday Pastor Eddie you know, thankfully we're not in Los Angeles where we have to uh, battle against that as, as far as, uh, mm. you know, uh, church goers or whatever. But um, um, <laughs> I'm sure those that are in Los Angeles are uh, they're still going to battle some of that. But uh, I'm sure there's, there's going to be a good faithful few that are going to be uh, tripping in there that uh, – might still get into church, you know, that day of. But uh, anyway, yeah, the Super Bowl's coming up. Uh, you going to watch it? Oh, I'm sure I will. Yeah. Yeah. For the commercials. Commercials, commercials, yeah. Commercials are a big thing. That, but, well, I don't have a dog in this fight, so I don't really care who wins. No, but I do see one. that you have your Bears cap on today. Yeah, I'm still a Bear fan. Yeah. Just gonna... Sad but true. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, it's good to be here in the house uh, with you. I mean, you did find out something uh, new today about a, f- a couple of things. Is that right? About the fact that you can well, I'm drink? happy because I got to uh, get blood work done, and I called the doctor, and uh, you can drink black coffee before you go. So I'm happy. That was the only bum side about the fasting deal in the morning because I don't mm-hmm. eat much anyhow. But I can drink black coffee before I get my lab work's done. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's some good news. That's that's for sure. Well, I'm, I'm glad that that's a joyful. Uh, it would be joyful for me too. I mean, I I could handle you know not eating any, anything else for a little while and and that black coffee. Yeah, it's being the deal having the coffee. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Um, anything else new in your uh, that you'd like to share? Today? Well, that that noise is not my stomach. It's the elevator. <laughs> I just want people to know that. that well, we haven't really talked about the elevator for a while, have we? No. The, we have, an, we have a, an old service elevator that is able to be used. I'd say 1920s. Yes. Something like that. That's that, that old. Every year we get it maintained, uh, looked over, signed off by the safety regulations, and uh, the, the people that work on, on uh, uh, elevators and, and all of that. And so it is. It's good to go, but it definitely is old, and we yeah. definitely use it. Yeah, absolutely. Periodically, so yeah. Uh, well, that's, other than that, yeah, yeah. everything. You know, things are going. Yeah, well, things are going. Um, we are uh, moving forward uh, into the future. Um, there's some different things that it looks like differently. Um, you know, as as we do move that way, but God is in control. He's continuing to place things in um, in front of us. We keep con- uh, continuing to trust Him and um, depend on His wisdom for the things that are of the future, uh, present presently and of the future. And we just, I think, the greatest thing I love to do about thoughts of the future or the way that I pray about that is. To thank him for the unknown, mm. right? To to thank him for the things that I don't know how he's going to handle, but I know he's going to handle. Yeah. And he loves that because that means that I'm having faith. Sure. And it's not that I'm not the only one. I was taught to do that, but I'm not the only one who does that. But um, 
It is a great way to um, remind yourself who is in charge, but also at the same time to uh, give praise to God, which um, excites him because his children are being obedient. So it's yeah. good stuff. Well, Pastor, I'm going to have a word of prayer, and we're just going to dive right into it and talk a little bit about this wisdom and the things that you spoke about on Sunday. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that you've done in our lives. Thank you for what you're doing right now. And like I just said, there are things in the future that we're praying about and and the continuation of of how you're moving crossroads forward and and the kingdom of God. And we don't know how um, by detailing out how future looks and and um, I don't none of us do none of us do but the great thing that as we pray them forward and ask for wisdom and ask for direction we know that you're on the scene you're you're um, working ahead of us you know and you're you're guiding us and directing us and so we just want to stop and say thank you Lord thank you for being uh, uh, the wonderful God that you are for loving us and the one that we can trust and have faith in. So we obediently come to you and say thank you. And uh, we just praise your name for all that you're doing. Lord, I pray that you bless this podcast. May you just be glorified through it all. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Wise words to live by. I, uh, I started talking out of, uh, started talking about uh, rebels we have known in our lives and uh, Webster says a, a person who refuses allegiance to resist allegiance to resists or rises in arms against the government or rulers of his or her country a person who resists any authority control or tradition and it could be uh, somebody that's close to you or somebody you work with it couldn't even be you uh, but one thing about it, a person who rebels against God, whether they're a believer or not, they're turning away from the giver of all wisdom. Some people think they're smarter than others and whatever, and there are some highly intelligent people. But I think there's a difference between intelligence from man and wisdom from God. Right, so, absolutely. James 1.5 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Well, Solomon, we all realize that he rebelled against God and brought all those foreign women in, uh, a thousand to be exact, and they turned him away from God. And I, you know, that sounds a little absurd in this day and age, but I've known people in life that um, brought people into their lives that turned them away from God. So mm -hmm. I think that's the tragedy behind that. Um it was that period of defiance that uh, that he he sought satisfaction on pu purely a human level. He never asked God. He never sought God in all of that. So, in chapter two, verses seventeen and eighteen, uh, we say, "See Solomon come to these these sad words. I hate life. As far as I can see, what happens on earth is bad business. It's smoke and spitting into the wind." And I hated everything I'd accomplished and accumulated on this earth, and I can't take it with me. No, I have to leave it to whoever comes after me. When he talks about accumulating, he, he had all the riches. He had everything that was at his fingertips. Whatever he said would happen immediately, knowing he couldn't find satisfaction in that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. in, in chapter 7, about he starts 
he starts looking uh, instead of horizontal he started look looking vertical he finally starts to to see a change as he starts to to see in his life that god is coming back into his life he uses uh, these words um 35 times in the first half of his in the latter part of his journal wise and wisdom he he started talking about that a lot and we see that in proverbs we talked about three different kinds of proverbs contrastive which a wise child accepts a parent's discipline a mocker refuses to listen to correction a, a completive couplet it, it brings two similar or parallel thoughts together with the words and or so Verse 10, Proverbs 14, each heart knows its own bitterness. And in comparative couplets, uh, in Proverbs 25, 24, and 25, it, it uses terms like better than or like so. It's better to live alone in the corner of the attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. So he, he sets forth these Proverbs. And in, in, in chapter 7, verses 1 through 10, he, he, he uses seven comparative, one contrastive, and another completive uh, parables parables is not parables but uh, proverbs is he's trying to to make this or help people understand and i and you know the whole concept with the word of god is what we can glean out and how we can apply it so he right. goes through these a good name is better than a good ointment and you know i and i talked about that my dad that was something he hammered in me is is your name is everything you and don't ever be lazy and on and on but that's that's kind of what what he was saying I, it's really important within the context of the kingdom of god is that you have character and you have a good name and you have a good reputation because if you don't it destroys a witness well it is it is our testimony it is uh, a reflection upon the god that we serve uh, the jesus that we claim and i think really uh, if we get down to the brass tacks and that's what this podcast is all about Getting down to the rel- uh, why, you know, what's relative uh, or relevant, rather, uh, into our lives, we we think about that very thing. About we think that we're using wise words sometimes, and we're chewing one political side against you know mm-hmm. what our own beliefs are. Um, maybe it might even be with scripture in minded, you know, minded uh, or in mind rather. But we forget about the love aspect. We forget about the love thy neighbor as yourself. We forget to um, understand that what we speak is not so wise at times, and it's calling coming from wisdom from our own self, and mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're maybe even spewing toxicity, and therefore then the reflection is, well, I don't want to serve that kind of a Jesus. Yeah, yeah I don't want to serve that kind of a God. Well, and, and a lot of us, myself included, uh, our character and integrity doesn't matter so much in the past and I think that's what shocks people that we were that way and then we come to Christ and our character and our integrity starts to build because right. he's given us the power to do that and we're not those people anymore we're new, a new creation and that's the beauty of that that's the beauty of the, that, ten, uh, that testimony to look back through forgiveness to be able to say what was of the old is now made new and I am no longer that individual and I can move on. But that wisdom, it, it, it comes through our lives if we accept it, but we have to be obedient, right? That mm-hmm. You mentioned something about 
a child, you know, mentioning, uh, I think that was up there before you mentioned something about um, a parent to a child or yeah. a, was a wise child accepts a parent's discipline. A mocker refuses to listen to correction. Right there, right there. So the word that I'm picking up on there is accepts the mm-hmm. discipline. A wise child accepts. It's, um, I think sometimes that is the very biggest thing that we as children of God have a tough time with. Accepting that God's wisdom is grand and that's immense and the surrender is tough Mm -hmm. the obedience part is the tough part but in accepting it and even thanking him like i had said before is such a vital part of our uh habit or Mm -hmm. this consistency in what you're talking about he goes on verse one says and the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth and that's especially for the believer that's the the victory that we have you know, Paul was found himself in dire straits because he, I think, it was, I understand that. He could have went home if he wanted. He could have went to heaven. For me to live, Philippians 1, 21 through 24, for me to live, for to me living means living for Christ and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ which would be far better for me, but for your stakes, it is better that I continue to live. And that's the, that, that's the whole concept. The day of one death for the believer is better than the day of birth because we, we're ushered into the presence of Christ. Verse 2, it is better to go to a house of mourning than to a house of feasting. This verse in Ecclesiastes 7 prods us to consider death and their thereby move beyond the superficial and on the significant matters of life, of seeing the big picture of our lives. Sorrow is better than laughter. He's not telling us to go around with a frown on our face, but he's, I think in that sense he's telling us to live in reality. Yeah, we not can't live, live in a fantasy world. Frivolously or, or yeah, uh, fanatical or, or, like you said uh, on Sunday, foolishly, like a fool. Yeah. Right or some kind of hyped up, uh, because I think sometimes some sometimes when we think about that, that is just a, a cotton candy covering, right? It's almost like this, but it's it's okay to be joyous. Yeah. But it's the fact is is that sometimes in that sorrow we understand we connect with our inner being, we connect with our real selves too, you know. Those who refuse to deal with death and who live their lives pursuing pleasure are foolish. Because we know we're going to die, not that it's morbid, but the fact is you know that the things you do have an effect as a believer on the afterlife, so to speak. It is better to listen to the rebuke of a wise man than for one to listen to the song of fools. And that's kind of what you were saying there before, that a lot of times we don't want to listen to the wise because they're telling us the truth, and sometimes we don't want to hear the truth. We would rather ignore those warnings and just laugh it off and, 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 and try to enjoy life that way instead of the whole reality, the concept. Because in the body of Christ, with accountability, people tell us stuff because they love us. They don't want to hurt us. And that's what God does when he disciplines. But man, you know, a lot of times we don't like that. Well, our, our pride and our ego gets in the way. We, right. Accountability is something that, that um, 
we all should have and we all need. The problem is, is that when we get to a point where we think that we are righteous or we have this, this, uh, this right, mm-hmm. or that we're doing it correctly, and somebody says, "Well, mostly," or, you know, partially, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "What do you mean partially?" And then they say, "Well, do you not see this?" And this is an area where you need to adjust, and and that person has a choice at that point in time. Yeah. Either accept like a child, and I don't mean that a person like a peer to peer, not a child to that person, but in the love of God, mm-hmm. through His family, it's one to say, this is where we need to work on things, and and if you accept it and are understanding through the obedience of God's love. Then you're accepting more readily to say, you know, I might not see it all right now with what you're saying, but I'm not going to take it as disdain. I'm not going to take it as a as grunting around, and but I'm going to understand that you're coming, you're coming towards me with for goodwill, seeing a bigger picture maybe that I do not see it. Right. I have to switch my and and change my paradigm. I have to shift yeah. it, and sometimes that's that's a part of it, and it's not easy at times. It really is not easy at times, but accountability is so important. The end of a matter is better than the beginning, verse 8. Why? Because when the end is reached, the whole picture comes into view. Dreams may abound at the beginning, but reality is what's left at the end. It's trying to see the big picture. Mm -hmm. Last part of verse 8, patience of spirit is better than haughtiness of spirit. And that's talking about being prideful. Full of worry, depression, and those kind of things. That that can happen if you have a haughty spirit. Um, pride and bitterness can encourage wasteful and foolish longings for yesterday. Wisdom, on the other hand, learns from the past, lives in the presence, and looks forward to the future. Amen. What makes wisdom special? Wisdom preserves our lives from human pitfalls. <laughs> Sound instruction and practical insight can help us avoid such traps as pride, impatience, disillusionment, and resentment. But it can do more than just protect us. Wisdom provides our lives with a divine perspective. Verses 13 and 14, Solomon exhorts us to consider the works of God. For as we do, we will realize that no one can straighten out what he has bent. God's sovereignty. It's mm-hmm. God's in charge. And that knowing that helps keep us attuned to his words and trying you know trying to be obedient actually in short wisdom gives us divine outlook that helps us rejoice in our bright days and perseveres through our dark days and not give up he, he makes a couple concluding thoughts we dare not make a major decision without asking for the wisdom of god and the holy spirit's guidance and so right there every choice every uh, and right. everything in our life so right there that case stopping to to just look through that what what you just read what that and i know it's simple but i'm just going to say it it's communication you're asking right he says you know before he says if you need wisdom ask of your generous god okay that's communication it's communication he what he's doing is he's, he's saying communicate with me mm-hmm. allow i understand that that um that it is by faith in which you communicate, yeah, right? Because you know somebody might be listening to it right now to us talk about that and say, "Well, yeah, but he never speaks back." Well, he yeah. does, mm-hmm. but I think it's sometimes that we're just so busy 
that we don't hear him, maybe not audibly, but he works in our lives and he and he does respond. But that is that's the that's the the initial thing. He wants us to communicate with him in all things. So then our communication with others is of the right spirit mm-hmm. and of the right context in which we're gaining wisdom from him so that we can work on things that are happening here, peer-to-peer, uh, relationship-to-relationship, uh, work-related things, etc., etc. You know. Well, and the second part of that is we cannot see the whole picture without drawing upon the wisdom of God, and that's true. A lot of things don't make sense to us when they happen, but it's all in His wisdom. Oh, it's like Romans 8, 28. Everything works for the good of those who love Him, but boy, there's things that happen. We just scratch our head on that. But it's in that wisdom that we see that, that, that God's in charge and he's got all this planned. You know, with Psalms, it says uh, the righteous man or the righteous person's steps are ordered by God. So, it's, you know, there's, and, and that's, the, that's the issue with, with the question why that many of us ask. I, I think he'll tell us in, in time and it'll make sense to us but he don't give us immediate answers is, mm. the, is the issue mm-hmm. so I think a lot of times he sees if we're going to be obedient you know when I, I talked about as we pondered God's wisdom in our life to sit down with somebody and bounce this off of each other these, these questions that Solomon asked why is a good name better than a good perfume why is one's deathbed better than one's birthday? Why is a visit to the funeral parlor better than gorging at a great feast? Why is sorrow better than laughter? Why is listening to a wise person's rebuke better than listening to a fool's song? Why is the end of a matter better than its beginning? Why is a patient spirit better than a haughty spirit? Why is wisdom so great? So, and I and I ended that message with was the wisest thing anybody ever said to you, and then, of course it was. My pastor asking the question and give me that wisdom. He said, you, have, you need Jesus in your heart, and here's why. And he explained that, and I did. And it's made all the difference in the world for me. Amen. So, and still, even today, continuing to, uh, to follow his advice and, and, uh, and listen to his wisdom. What, um, uh, what words of wisdom... Uh, can you give the listeners as we kind of wrap up this this time speaking about God's wisdom in, in our lives and and I know that you spoke about a lot of things you know uh, pertaining to uh, you brought wisdom to us but maybe just a kind of a capstone well, I guess if I boil it down it'd be that one statement don't make any decisions without consulting God period yeah doesn't matter what it's about yeah it could be something really really minor but that builds our faith, and, and, and that, that shows our Heavenly Father that we love Him, and we do, really do want His wisdom. Some people say, oh, I wouldn't bother God with that. Well, you're wrong. You need to bother God with that because that, that, it, it's an it's a exercise in prayer and being in touch with God. Right. Regardless of what it is, I, I know people have even debated me on that. So, well, you don't mess up. God with that. Well, isn't it isn't it something that we that we do? That is a personal thing. That when we say that, I don't want to bother God with yeah. that. We box him. Yeah. We literally put him in a box. Yeah, he can't help you. That is that is a personal statement of of uh, well, quite honestly, it's a statement of unfaith or non faith. Yeah. You're saying 
God's not big enough even for this little yeah. thing. I don't yeah. want to bother him with. Yeah. Yet, or yet he he says, I I even ordain the lilies of the field. I take care of the sparrows. Yeah. You talk about little stuff. There's little stuff happening. And, and all the around flip us. side of that is maybe you don't want to hear what he has to say. Well, there you is. Want, that's... You want to bull bull on and do what you want. It'd be it'd be like the concept that you knew you couldn't afford a car payment or whatever. But then you go to Terre Haute or wherever and come home with a, a brand new car, and then you cry to God that you can't afford to make the payments. Yeah, it's just unwise. It's the same analogy. Right. That you realize he was going to give you some wisdom, but you had this desire in your heart, and it was so strong that you wanted to go ahead and do it anyhow. And and it's like people that know things are wrong and commit the sin, and then the consequences catch up with them, and then they go whining to God, wanting Him to fix it. Where if they would have asked in the beginning, He would have given them the right wisdom, not to do it. And that, that's a, I mean, that is yes. a sing song over and over Correct. and over. Forty some years of ministry, I've heard that over and over again. They know what's wrong, but they go ahead and do it, and they well, you know, God will forgive me. Yeah, He forgives you, but He's sure not going to get you out of this mess. You know, parents used to say, "Well, you've made that bed; you got to sleep in it." Well, God tells us that to a degree. I'll be in bed there with you to comfort you, but you're you've made this mess, and you've got to work this out. I'm not going to take it away. Mm-hmm. I, I, man, oh man, I wish I. Could. <laughs> Uh, how many times I've heard that? Or it's like, it's like people that won't discipline their children, and they get up, teenage years, and they're out of control, and they want you to fix them in an hour. That's impossible. They've right. had their whole lifetime. Right. Not to say you can't speak into their lives and try to get them back on the right track, but. The you know, initiative goes back we, to we, we the cause earlier years. Yeah, vast majority of our problems and hurts and issues in life, we cause them. Right. And there are times that we place the blame on others when it needs to be put right back on our own. Look in the mirror, and we just we need want to, to put it on Him. Yeah, we want to put it on God. Sometimes we do need to, as I said at the beginning, that paradigm shift, that that stepping back from something, and saying, "Father, I need to have Your perspective on this." So that I can see this clearly yeah. and understand it through through eyes that are that are are not mine right now. Yeah. Help me to see it in a new way so that I can gain a new perspective. So that you know, maybe it's a big deal and maybe you've bruised and wounded individuals or even things in the community, stepping back and recognizing that now I need to take the steps yeah. of yeah. asking for forgiveness and yeah. making amends and Correcting some things that I've wronged, and that's those are tough. Yeah, yeah, they are. But the well, result is no more chains that are binding you, no more extra yeah. weight on your shoulder, and the the relationships mended for the glory of God. That's that's what we're talking about. Yeah, living for Christ is not easy, but it sure is rewarding. Amen. That's the point. That's the you truth. Know. And you know, that's uh. Wise words to live by. He, not, we have Bishop Lewis coming in Sunday, so I'm looking forward to that. I always do. And then uh, the week after that, we're getting back into uh, Chapter 7, and he goes on and tells us different ways to apply wisdom. So that's where we're headed with okay. that.
Okay. So, well, yeah, we're looking forward to having uh, Sam with us. Actually, Sam, I've, I kind of he he asked me. He says, "Hey, you going drumming?" Yeah, he's he said, "Always ask me if you if you need me to drum," and I actually do a certain matter of different. Uh, you know, working out different people's uh, schedules and different stuff. I, I said, "Hey, man, I could use you." And he says, "Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll be there." <laughs> so funny. anyway, he's going to drum and he's going to preach. So I uh, really appreciate his uh, talents and being able to be used by God. So, Pastor, could you pray for us as we go? Lord, as always, we do ask for wisdom in all our own lives, uh, and as uh, whatever ministry you've given us in life and in your church, that that you'd give us wisdom to that would govern us and guidance and direct us and. A lot of times we get a little stiff-necked and rebellious, as uh, Solomon did. Maybe not to his degree, but maybe sometimes we do. But nonetheless, you forgive us and we move on. So I just pray for uh, us today. Listen uh, to this podcast that it does uh, mean something, that Holy Spirit, you speak through it in into people's hearts and uh, just continue to help us love each other and move the direction you have us to move. And I do pray for wisdom, Lord, for all of us. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, I hope that you uh, have a good cup of coffee uh, tomorrow morning or whenever it is that you're having uh, some of that blood work done. And uh, it'll uh, it'll taste yummy and you'll get a little bit of something in you. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. But um, we're just so, so grateful that you had a chance to join us here today. Uh, we hope that you've gleaned some good things, some some wisdom even. Uh, from this time together. Well, until next week, uh, and uh, maybe even having a chance with uh, Bishop Lewis. I'm not too sure if that'll happen, but uh, if it does, we'll maybe have him uh, come on in and join us. But uh, God bless you, and just continue to stay in communication and connected with God. And until next week, we'll say goodbye for now.